Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show as always presented by our friends at Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host. As always, the past president of the WFCA. He's a WFCA Hall of Fame member, associate head coach at Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, um... Boy, this is our last WFCA show of of the year, and it went by really quick this year. And Tom, I really appreciate you know you as a co-host and you setting up these shows and and getting really interesting guests on. And uh, I just be you know I didn't want this this day to uh, go away without me saying thank you to you. Well, I, I appreciate that, Mike, and uh, the WFCA is so appreciative of of you and all you do for us as an association and of WSSP for putting us on. You bet. Let me run down today's show. Doug Sarver, WFCA past president, going to join us uh, for the first two segments. Wesley Beschauer, who is the head football coach at Eau Claire, is going to join us at 1030 for two, for almost two full segments at 1055. Uh, Garrett Stangle, who's the owner of Nine Round and Tosa, is going to join us. And as we've talked about a lot on today's show, um, they're doing a fundraiser for David Murray, young, young 13-year-old Wauwatosa kid who got hit by a train over at Hart Park in June. He's in Children's Hospital, and, and Garrett Stangle, again, the owner of Nine Ron, will join us at 10.55 to give you the details of this fundraiser uh, that they're doing over there. At 11 o'clock, John White, uh, not John, I crossed John out, Terry Kelly, uh, who is my, uh, one of my partners on the Thursday Night Lights uh, broadcast is going to join us about this year's schedule. 11.30, Travis Wilson from Wisports.com will join us to end the show. But our first guest, and he's been a, a friend of ours for a long time, friend of yours forever, he is Doug Sarver, uh, past WFCA president. Hey, Coach, how you doing today? I'm good, Mike. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Hey, Tom, um, so WI came out with, with uh, what it looks like what's going to be happening um, as far as when when practice can start, when seasons can start, stuff like that. And I know that you and Doug, talking to Wade LeBecky, you said, look, we have uh, we have really been in contact and, and we've worked through this together, and I, I think it's a good plan going forward. I do think it's a good plan going forward. And, you know, Mike, a lot has happened since the last show. There was a board of control meeting for the WIAA. The WFCA had a board meeting, and a lot of things have been decided. And I'm really happy to have Doug with us this morning. He's a guest of the show, and he's been with us you know, often. But Doug has a unique perspective of all of this. He's on the WFCA executive board. He's an athletic director, and he's also the athletic director that oversees football in his conference. So... He gets it from all different angles. And so, Doug, thank you so much for, for being with us today. You're welcome, Tom. You know, Doug, I'd like to start by sort of laying the groundwork um, to describe, you know, where we're at. Like, if you don't understand the background and all the things that have happened, it, it might be difficult to see the direction that we're going. So why don't we start, Doug, with uh, July 23rd, 
uh, WIAA Board of Control meeting. Um, during this meeting, we had, uh, you know, several um, season schedule models were proposed. All of them had different start dates. The WIAA executive staff all reported out um, on the sports that they worked directly with. So you heard not just football. This wasn't just a football meeting, but this was a meeting that encompassed all sports, basketball, baseball, track, cross-country, volleyball, etc. And I think some you know, real important decisions were made on that day. I think that the two things that, that I got out of that meeting, um, and I watched it along with thousands of other people who watched it, was that there will be a fall sports season but the fall sports season is going to have a delayed start. And then I think the second big thing that came out of this um, meeting was that um, schools who are unable to start a traditional fall season will be given the opportunity to play in the spring. Would that uh, be a good summary of, of you know, all the talking that went on for almost uh, you know, two and a half hours or longer? Would that be a good summary of, of what happened at that meeting? Yes, Tom. It was actually a very unique setting. Uh, we got to watch it on YouTube like everybody else. So I don't think that's something that has been done too often, if at all, in the past. So uh, I think there was over 3,000 people or close to it that were watching it on YouTube. Uh, it really broke down into two parts, Tom. The, the lower-risk sports, girls' tennis, girls' swim, girls' golf, and cross-country, we're given a start date of August 17th, and the higher-risk sports, girls volleyball, football, and boys soccer, were given a start date of September 7th, which is actually Labor Day, so I'm, I'm assuming many of those sports will start the next day on September 8th. So you describe, you know, low risk and high risk. How, how is that determined? Can you give our listeners an idea of what, in, what went into even defining low risk and high risk? Well, the WIA defined all of their sports levels for fall in their guidelines in which risk they were considered. So but using that guideline, were, they were able to uh, determine which risks they would put in the low-risk category start and which uh, sports they would put in the high-risk category start. So you have high-risk, low-risk, different start dates, and a lot of that was based you know, in terms of when the seasons were going to start and how they would look based on the testimony, if you will, of executive staff members of the WIAA reporting out from the various sports they represent or that they work with. And were you surprised by any of the information shared from the executive staff members on any of the sports that, that they reported out on? Not really surprised a lot, but just kind of confirmed that most of the uh, sports associations in our state wanted to keep fall sports in fall and did not really support going to the spring season unless it was inevitable that they couldn't do anything but that. And there was a proposal that came out that week of the Board of Control meeting, and it's called the Southwest Plan because it came from school administrators from the southwest part of the state. And they had sort of a, I don't know, I don't know what kind of, how to describe their plan, but it was it was very different. Do you want to just report out on that, Doug? Just because it did factor into this meeting on on several in several instances. Yeah, there was a group of superintendents from the southwest part of the state that put a plan together uh, for fall sports to be played in spring, moved to spring, and then the spring sports moved to summer if the fall season couldn't be uh, started. Um, in some, it, it really grabbed a lot of headlines uh, as it came out. But it, in my opinion, I don't know how well it was thought out. And uh, there was a lot of issues with it as we started to hear from the WIA executive board members when they reported back and what they found. But it does give 
some of the sports that uh, in counties where they're struggling right now and having issues and, and may not be able to start fall sports, the opportunity to figure something out. And I think the WIA is working on that uh, criteria now so that they can uh, have something in, in the spring. We are, we are talking with uh, Doug Sarver, uh, WSCA past president. My co-host is uh, Tom Swiddle and uh, associate head coach at Arrowhead. And we're talking about, you know, the changes and, and, and how the WFCA and, and the WIA work together to come up with this idea on how high school football is going to look in the upcoming season. Hey, Doug, quick question for you. You know, you're never going to make everybody happy. And I know that Southeast uh, or Southwest, uh, um, some, some administrators came up with an idea to move the high school football season to, to spring. And I know that there were some people that were, were really interested in, in hearing more about that proposal, but it seemed uh, fairly quickly that it was not something that was going to happen. Did you agree with that? Well, again, most of the state, you know, areas are all different. So it, it affected those areas differently uh, where you're seeing support. And, and I'm hearing where, conferences are probably going to try to move to spring is in the southwest part of the state and including dane county where the um, health department has uh, restricted uh, the high schools there and some of the conferences have decided to forego their conference season in fall sports and uh, try to work it out in spring and and you know doug mike hit it on the head you can't please everyone and you couldn't even get a, a unanimous vote from the Board of Control. I mean, the, the plan that was eventually passed, passed by an 8-3 to three, uh, vote margin, and, and so there were three dissenters to the plan. So not even the Board of Control totally agreed on, on the plan. But after you looked at all the testimony, all the information that was shared, I think what the WIAA did with their vote made the most sense. Yeah, I agree, Tom. I, I don't think they could have did it any other way. Um, they, obviously, when they had the vote, they, this, and, and being someone who's been in front of the Board of Control several times uh, for votes and and to present to them, I kind of know how it works a little bit. And, and the, two, the two gentlemen from the area of the Southwest who were part of that plan obviously wanted to support their plan, and they voted to dissent. And, and uh, one of the other guys uh, that voted the dissent, I think, from what his uh, communication was, was uh, he wanted to actually start earlier. So um, even on the board, there was a lot of difference in opinion, but in the end, I think they got it right. And looking at then the the and at this point, you know, just, just talking about football and and not the other sports, um, you know, the season has been condensed. So there's a September 7th start, but like you mentioned, that's Labor Day. So the first day of practice for football is always on a Tuesday anyway. So football will begin on the the 8th of September. The first possible game can be Thursday, September 24th. That gets all the practices in you have to have before your first game. But they did not extend the season. So it's not like the season is going to go longer than the normal season would go. So you have a condensed season, which brought up, you know, how are we going to do that? Right, Tom. Uh, so the, this is where the WFCA got involved and the decide we wanted to make a proposal how many games that the regular season, and I'll call it the regular season because uh, some conferences may not be able to fill the schedule with just all conference teams. So, the regular season, how many games will we play? That was the decision, and the proposal that the WFCA made was uh, after their meeting with uh, the various district reps was a seven-game season and let the WIA determine those last two weeks, which takes us to the, the end of the scheduled WIA football season. Mm. And the seven-game season reflects what the typical conference season would look like since we have, uh, you know, the vast majority of conferences for football now have eight um, schools in it. You're going to play all of your conference opponents 
and and sort of the integrity of the conference season is is upheld. Whereas on the calendar that was looked at by, as you said, over 3,000 people who followed this board of control meeting on YouTube, they had a six-game um, regular season, if you will, and then a three-week tournament. So one of the things the WFC had to do was reach out and, and ask head coaches, what, what would you prefer, a seven- or six-game season? Correct, and, and that survey and that meeting came back where, you know, it was there, there was a difference of opinion, but the majority of the conferences and coaches were looking to do seven games. And, again, I want to emphasize that that's a proposal that the WFCA has given the WIA. Uh, the Board of Control meeting on August 14th will decide whether it's going to be a six-game schedule and three playoff levels or a seven-game schedule and two more weeks determined by the WIA and how we want to uh, address that. So that will be determined on uh, August 14th by the Board of Control. I think from what I've heard and seen, and and also what you've seen, Tom, is that the executive board of the WIA does support our proposal. Yeah, I I think that that makes the most sense. Guys, let's get to a break, Doug. We can't hold you over for one more segment. We're talking to Doug Sarver. Really interesting stuff. And and Tom was right. I mean, he's got a really keen perspective from a lot of different areas on everything that's going on. And we'll continue to talk to him on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host. He's the associate head coach at Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. We're joined by the athletic director and past WFCA president, Doug Sarver. Hey, Tom, when when this meeting got done and, and I watched a lot of that video, I, I was really encouraged uh, for two things. One, the fact that I, I felt like everybody was uh, going in the, in, in the direction of how do we get these kids playing football this year? And the fact that, that there was, again, so much kind of like working between the WIA and the WFC and they're working together. I just I feel like that's really kind of become the norm where, you know, years ago it was the exact opposite of that. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree with that, and, and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how Doug responds to that as well. But, um, yeah, I think right now we have a really good working relationship. Um, when I say we, I mean the WFCA with the WIAA. And, in fact, when we do meet as an executive staff or like we did on July 28th with all of the region reps and the executive board, uh, Wade Lebecki, um typically will come on to those meetings and he helps guide us through, you know, some of our discussion. And he has it, of course, the, the WIA perspective on things, which, which helps us create the framework that is going to work for us. Doug, how would you respond to that? Yeah, I would agree, Tom. I, I don't think our relationship has ever been any stronger than it is now. Uh, I think it started out to get stronger uh, as the uh, football-only conference um, uh, schedules were developed in, in over a two-year period, and uh, now we've moved into uh, another uh, situation that we have to deal with, and the, the WIA and the WFCA have been working a partnership that has just grown together. Yeah. Well, and, and Doug, you know, because of the border control meeting, um, you know, there was a, a meeting on July 28th with the WFCA board, and from that came a proposal that was sent then uh, this week to the WIAA that has some major points in it, um, some of which we haven't talked about yet. Now, we've, we've already discussed the fact that um, we're recommending a seven-game regular season, which then holds the integrity of, of a conference season, a conference championship, with some sort of uh, playoff, if you will, or postseason to be determined by the WIAA. 
But there are some other parts of that proposal that um, we haven't talked about yet. And one of them is on September 1st, there's an opt-out decision date for schools that want to move to the spring. Um, touch on that a little bit, Doug, for us. Sure. We wanted, you know, and there's situations throughout the state right now uh, in some of the counties where some of our coaches didn't feel that they will be in a phase that could um, give them the opportunity to have competition in football. So we needed to have somewhere where they could opt out for the spring season if their counties didn't have them in phase where they could compete. So we went back and forth and some guys thought it should be earlier and some thought it should be later. And we, the kind of a compromise came of September 1st. And that is in the proposal to the WI is those teams can opt out. As we know, as this uh, pandemic just continually changes every day, every week, uh, we could be in a better situation at the end of August. And some of those teams that are, are in situations now where they're thinking about opting out could stay in or we could be in a situation where it gets uh, worse and some of the teams that are thinking about being in fall sports now may think about opting out to spring. One of the other things in that opt out is if you do opt in and you have two weeks of practice and the first game, you'll still have the opportunity to opt out if something happens within that two weeks. That's one of the things that the board of control is going to have to decide on or adjust in their meeting on August 14th. Hey, hey guys, would that mean then, uh, similar to what we had in baseball for years, that there there would be two state champions for the, for that year? Well, that that has to be determined. Um, uh, you know, right now the WIAA, the executive staff, is working on what a spring football season would look like and taking into account how that would affect spring sport. You right. Know? So. We don't know what that will look like yet, Mike, and and hopefully by, I would think, August 14th at their Board of Control meeting, we will have an idea of what a spring football season might look like. But you know, Mike, and, and you know this because of all the years you've coached basketball, I mean, you you have to plan for a season, right? You have to plan for Correct. officials. You have to plan for travel. You have to, you know, so you know, deciding by September 1st does give athletic directors and conference commissioners some time to, you know, get their conference season together. And one of the things, Mike, that I thought was really interesting as we discussed the September 1st opt-out decision was, you know, what allows you to play in the spring? So, Doug, you know, you've already mentioned that, um, you know, it's based on local health departments and school districts to decide whether or not there'll be fall sports. But we don't, we weren't in favor of schools opting out to play in the spring for reasons other than that. That's correct, Tom. The, they'll have to have a reason, either being that the local health department hasn't allowed them to be in a phase that gives them the opportunity, opportunity to compete or their school district has decided that they are not going to give them that opportunity either. You can't just opt out for the sake of, uh, well, we think we can be better prepared in spring. You have to have uh, something behind that. And so we do have a situation, Doug, where uh, you could have some conference schools opting into the spring, which leaves the fall season then um, – it, well, the fall season has changed then because you don't have all your games. So there is on the WIA website a games wanted um, area that if schools in the fall who have lost an opponent who have now opted into the spring, they can perhaps find somebody to, to play in the fall. Correct, Tom. That's an important note that you made there. Uh, there will be some conferences that are going to need to pick games up. Uh, and the WIA will have a games wanted link on their website where teams can go in and, and show the dates that they need a game or go in and find out who's available to play in order to fill out that seven game schedule. And, I'm sorry, Doug, I cut you off. I think. 
No, I, I said, boy, I, I was just going to say, I, you know, if, you, if if the three of us were sitting around six months ago and we'd, I would have said, hey, guys, this is what's coming down the pike. We, you guys would have laughed at me. Like, what are you talking about? This is, Doug I, and Tom, I, I, we're, we're doing things now and talking about things that I never thought we'd be talking about, boys. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you, Mike. That's correct, uh, Mike. And I would just to uh, answer your previous question too, Mike, about tournament play. Yep. I don't see that as a big item right now uh, for coaches uh, wanting tournament play, either in the spring or in the fall. So your the, the answer to your question about two state champions, right now I think that they're they're just wanting to get a conference champion in. I think that was the drive behind the seven-game schedule. Um, anything after that, any regional tournament or postseason uh, conference crossovers, those types of things will be determined later on. I really, at this point, I think Tom would agree, I don't see state championships in the equation. Right. I just don't think that's a viable option for this fall season. Um you know, where would you play such a game? Would you allow travel with two teams from, you know, the different parts of the state go meet somewhere and with the pandemic going on and so on? I, yeah, I just don't see that. And I think the term that was used most was one that Doug just said, regional championships. So yep. maybe that means, you know, conference uh, crossover games. No doubt. Hey, guys, we got to get to a break. Doug, thank you so much. Um, really, really informative uh, first two segments of the show, and I appreciate all the work that you put in for high school athletics over at St. Francis and throughout the state of Wisconsin, and certainly for the WFCA. Doug, have a good weekend. Well, thanks, Mike and Tom, and, and thanks for sharing and giving the opportunity for listeners to uh, find out a little bit more about what's going on. You got Thanks, it. Doug. We're going to get to a break. Head football coach at UW-Eau Claire is going to join us next. And again at 10.55, Garrett Stangle, the owner of Nine Round of Wauwatosa, for a fundraiser that they're doing for a family that needs our help in Wauwatosa. We'll talk to Garrett at, at uh, 10.55. This is Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, Tom Swiddle. He is a past president of WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member and associate head coach at Arrowhead. We are now joined by the head football coach at UW-Eau Claire. He is Wesley Pashaner. Hey, coach, how are you today? I'm great. How are you guys? <laughs> We're we're trying to figure all this stuff out, Coach. Hopefully, you can give us all the answers. <laughs> well, I've yeah. got a lot of answers, um, but I don't know if it's the if it's for the questions that you have. <laughs> well, I just need to know if I should, you know, start teaching a three-step, five-step, or seven-step drop. How's that? Those answers, you know. Those but, are yeah. That's all we want to do, right? That yeah. that is all we want to do. We don't want to be talking about. You know, not playing football and not being able to get our boys uh, into practice and, and, and get them up on campus. Um, Coach, how are you handling all this stuff? And, and I'm sure that you've been spending more time with uh, your three sons and your wife than you ever thought you'd be spending with them this time of year, right? Well, number one, you uh, have done some research, so you know I have three sons and a wife, so that's good. Uh, and then it's been uh, – that has been – as awesome as as anything because uh i you know being a football coach as we all know guys who are listening and it can spend a lot of time away from your family but this has been you know if there's a silver lining that is certainly it just getting to spend time with your family but you want to get you want to get time and you want all the time to spend with uh your football family and that's uh that's been very very difficult so we're trying to figure that out yeah and and how ironic mike that you know, we just spent a half hour talking about all the plans that are going into the high school season, the various levels of that, and now we're talking to a coach whose season as of last Monday was canceled. And, yeah. and Coach, I think, you know, if I could just start there, um, 
you know, it's, it's tough to talk about, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, fill us in on some of the thinking behind canceling the season. For instance, you know, were, were alternatives discussed at all? Um, were, were you as a head coach, were the WIAC coaches, the head coaches involved in this decision in any way? Tell us how this all went down. So, yeah, that's a great question, number one. And I won't say that we were completely held in the dark. However, there was task force. I know our athletic director was on it. I know uh, Coach Emmendorfer was on it at Platteville. And, and there was different um, there was different coaches. There was different fall sport coaches, different athletic directors on a task force. And with the ever-changing climate of – of how this was going, the pandemic and, and everything. I think, uh, yeah, we, we didn't really know. And it was, it was unfortunate because we didn't know, but I think it was probably in our best interest that we didn't know because uh, we would have been planning for things that we had no idea was going to come. And for us to, the football coaches, I think, if they would have said, hey, um, we have a chance to play football and keep our players safe, I think we would have found a way. Uh, I, I I am and have faith in in what we do. Um, so I feel like we could have done it. However, I think just the cost of potential testing and additional costs with, with a number of things that I'm not even sure of um, would have happened, and, and it was just unfeasible. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's got to be hard when you're looking at um, the WIAC decision to me, it, it came after the Midwest Conference and the NAC, uh, the CCIW all made their decisions before the WIAC did, and it probably would have been tough to have a season when other D- Division three conferences around you had decided not to play. But when you look at the models that are out there that are being used currently by Division one and Division mm-hmm. II, uh, my son plays at Michigan Tech, and they had a meeting uh, a week ago yesterday in which they announced to the players on a Zoom meeting that uh, they were going to play conference games only. They were going to drop their non-conference games. They're going to delay the start of the season in the GLIAC. And uh, but the plan for now, anyway, is to play a conference season. So um, there was no discussion of just playing conference games only. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I, I know for a fact that uh, that was that was something that we, as a conference, were really pushing hard for. And I know, I, you know, just I don't know the ins and outs of the task force, but I understand that that was, from my understanding, that's what uh, they wanted to do, play a conference only, because we're all in Wisconsin, right? And we can all kind of govern ourselves, and that's that's why teams are doing that, so they can get – they can make decisions really quickly and they're probably pretty um, regionally based. So that was discussed. I just think again, the, the cost of potential testing and some additional costs uh, wasn't going to allow us to play and which is unfortunate. And, but I do think that this was made, this decision just like those other conferences was made in with, um, with good intention, not, not a negative, just money wise. I don't think it had to do with just money. I think it had to do with the safety and, and well-being of our student athletes. Was no there any we... discussion for a spring season? Gosh, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I really do. Um, you know, there's, there's so many factors that go into it, but I, I'm going to stay hopeful because that's, that is the type of person I am. So I'm going to be hopeful that we can try and get some spring, something in um we're going to be able to practice this fall which is you know i love practice i'm a coach and um you know our kids will love to get back into practice so that that i'm really confident about and then it's the spring i think you just got to see how this thing all goes and and it's going to continue to move and evolve hey hey, coach have have they talked about um at eau claire are are you going to have kids on campus uh, you know, early September, is it going to be virtual? Have they made any decisions with that yet? So we're going to have in-person classes. That has come out. Um, I think you're going to have a hybrid of in-person and uh, online classes. Actually, my wife is a is a 
professor on campus, so she actually helps out. So she's doing, they're doing a, yeah, in person, online, and we have a lot more time to plan this. So I think we're going to get this right. And yeah, it's, it's, I feel a lot more confident about that than maybe I did in the past. Hey, Coach, uh, and, and, you know, we had talked about your three sons. So in your wife, a former uh, track standout, are your, your boys going to be football boys? They're going to be track and field kids. What, what are you thinking? Well, hopefully both, right? There you go. Yeah. There you go. If you play football, if you play football and you're listening and you don't run track, you're probably not doing the right thing. So, uh, Boy, you're a man. Yeah. So hope hard coach when you that, say that. Yeah. Hey, t- Tom <laughs> yeah. Swiddle has never smiled as hard as he's smiling right now. I can tell that's you that right, right now. Right. You know what fast people do? They run fast. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they take after my wife. Hopefully they take after my wife and have a little bit better stride than I do. I have a short man stride. So, well, you must have had a a little bit longer stride because you had a heck of a career, which we'll get into, I'm sure, in the in the next segment. Sure, we we will. In (laughs) fact, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. The head football coach at UW-Eau Claire, and. we are lucky to have him in the state of Wisconsin. I can tell you that he is uh, very well respected quickly in uh, in coaching uh, circles. He is uh, Wesley Bosch. Pronounce your last name for me, Coach. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's spelled. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's Bashaner. Bashaner. Boy, oh boy. Yep. Yeah, I bet I bet there have been people that's been just killing that thing your whole life. Oh yeah, no question. But that's all right. We figured it out eventually. Yeah, you know, you're, you should have maybe taken that wife's last, uh, her maiden name, Smith. Nice and easy for guys like me. Let's get to a break. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Mike McGiver, my co-host, is Tom Swiddle, our special guest, head football coach at UW-Eau Claire. He is Wesley Bashaner. Hey, Coach, um, I feel war- I feel bad for the seniors that uh, that you had uh, coming back onto the roster. And, and if there is no spring... Um, what has been said about these guys? Did they lose a year of eligibility? Will they gain one if they want to come back and play next year? Yeah, so currently uh, you could play five games and you wouldn't use or burn a year of eligibility. Uh, I, I do believe that if the rest of the NCAA or Division Three, because there's a couple conferences that are still out there playing, it, it might change. But as of right now, where it sits, everybody's going to have another year to play if they choose. Um, and I think for most of our guys, our seniors, there's one or two, uh, we've got, we're going to have to figure out some things. Um, however, most of our guys, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm not telling them to do, but they're, they're, most of them are going to have an extra semester of school anyway, so they're going to play. And I, that, that gets me going pretty good because I'm excited about that class. Well, that's great to hear, Coach. And, you know, we'd like to spend a little time talking about uh, your program, but before we do that, I just want to go through sort of your background and pedigree. Um, you're an outstanding quarterback at the University of South Dakota where you led the country in, in passing there, and you were a first-team All-American. You were a Harlan Hill finalist. For those that, that don't know what that is, that's like the Division II equivalent of the Heisman Trophy. Um, you coached at South Dakota, started as a grad assistant, then you became the quarterback coach, then eventually the associate coach and offensive coordinator. Um, you've coached at the University of Maryland, which is where you were before you came to Eau Claire. You were also at the University of yep. Pittsburgh and also at Rice. I have to ask you, uh, how did you end up at Eau Claire with all that, that background that you have? What was it about UW-Eau Claire a Division three program that, that attracted you? Well, there's a lot of things. To be a head coach uh, at the collegiate level is, is not an easy thing to accomplish. I, I've tried to do it before. And um, the other thing is really the first thing that attracted me is location. I think where we're at here is um, around some of the best football in the country. 
and uh, and high school football that is and people might not believe that but i truly do and the other thing is this conference is um as good as any conference in america uh to be real honest just top to bottom you're you're facing some of the best any one of these teams in this conference could go into the playoffs and make a run whether you have a lot of wins during the season or not you're just this is that's how good this football is and i i think people around the country understand that um and oh, I'd moved a lot, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to keep moving, and and I wanted to be a head coach. And this job came open, and really, uh, really love where we're at. I think it's it's a great place. It's kind of a a sleeping giant that I think we can wake up. Well, bravo for UW Eau Claire and and landing somebody like I said, your pedigree. Um, you bring a lot to the table for them. Now let's talk a little bit about your program. It's, it would be fair to say uh, you're rebuilding. Oh yeah. I, yes, I would say that. Yes. By based on wins and losses. However, um, I don't think our guys believe that. I think we have some really talented players on this football team. What we have to continue to do is continue to, recruit really talented players and develop the depth that is needed to be successful in this program and this conference. And I think that's where our, our assistant coaches have done a fantastic job this last year. And they've done a great job um, during the pandemic, to be quite honest. And I think that is where we're at. We, like I said, we have some players who are, I mean, you guys, household names, Austin Balot, at one point was leading the country in rushing. Victor Martinelli um, is fantastic. I mean, one of the best defensive players in the conference. So we have Drew Schrader's one of the best offensive linemen. Those guys are seniors coming back. So feel really good about where they're at. And we just got to continue to recruit another, another Vic, another Austin, another Drew. And we have some really good young guys and we just got to continue to develop depth. And that's where we're at. We're a young team and feel like we can, um, this may help us. When it all comes down to it. Hey, Coach, I got to tell you, you know, there's been years, and I've done this show for a really long time. Uh, the uh, After this week, I'll start my Wisconsin, uh, it's called the Varsity Blitz, and I just talk to high school football coaches. And when I have college guys on from the state of Wisconsin, I immediately go to their roster, and I want to sure. see about a 75 or 80% Wisconsin kids because I think yep. I, I, I really have a, a strong – uh, will to have our kids get a place to a chance to play at the next level if they want. And there was, you Amen. know, a number of years ago up at Eau Claire, there was mostly uh, Minnesota kids, and I love the fact that, you know, there's there's just a just a ton of Wisconsin kids from all over the state yep. here in Southeast Wisconsin, yep. up by you. You guys are doing a great job of recruiting kids from our state, all over our state, to give them the opportunity yep. to play at the next level. So thank you for that. Yeah, I, I think. In college football, um, especially in the upper Midwest, you need to recruit the doorstep out. And fortunately, we've got some great coaches in town um, at Memorial, at, at Regis, at North, that, and, and the small town football that's around. Um, we've gotten some of those kids. So that is that, I think, is going to make the difference. And like you said, Wisconsin kids playing in the WIAC, I mean, let's get them from all over the state. I gotta, uh, I gotta get better in the Fox Valley, and I promise I will. And I've, we've got to do better in uh, in Southeast Wisconsin, and I promise I will. So we'll, uh, we're gonna get there. That's awesome. Hey, Coach, um, we're gonna have to cut you loose just a couple minutes early. There's uh, a fundraiser going on down in, in our neck of the woods for a, a young, a 13-year-old. Uh, kid, student athlete that played uh, basketball and football here in, in Wauwatosa. And uh, he got hit by a train uh, oh, no. six, seven weeks ago. And he is, uh, he's a fighter, man. And he's, he's at Children's Hospital right now. And there's a fundraiser that we're doing. We're helping just kind of promote here on this show. And, and, and I hope that you understand that, you know, it's, uh, it's important that we help this Murray family from Wauwatosa. So I appreciate your time. Coach Swiddle really appreciates your time. He thinks, man, he says nothing but great things about you and the job you're doing up in Eau Claire. So if there's anything you need from us down in this neck of the woods, please let us know. Well, I appreciate it so much. I'm going to say a prayer now for uh, 
a young man, and, and yeah, he'll fight his butt off. So uh, he will. Yeah, let's we'll we'll get the, we'll get the blue golds going. That's that's our job, and that's what we plan to do. Thank D- you, Coach. D- D- Coach Davy Davy Murray is this young man's name. Uh, so when you do say your prayer, you know what? Let's uh, we'll all pray together that this kid makes a no full doubt. recovery. So thank you very much. I appreciate Absolutely. that. But let's. Uh, if we can, uh, let's get over to Garrett Stangle. He's the owner of Nine Run. We t- we talked to Garrett in the uh, in the eight o'clock hour, and and just wanted to to get him during the high school uh, the Wisconsin Football Coach Association show because I know these coaches similar to the guys that we talked to uh, in that my first hour, which is the the Nary people. They they all believe in 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 community and giving back, and and I know coaches around the state. Um, that will certainly help us here. This young man, 13 years old, he was at Hart Park uh, in June, and uh, he got hit by a train. He was there was two trains going. He he waited for the first one to go, and then he crossed the train track on his bike and didn't see the one coming from the other side. And he is uh, he is a fighter. And the owner over at Nine Round, where I'm a member and I have been, and I'm totally addicted to going there as much as possible. He is Garrett Stangle, and, and they're doing a fundraiser today. Garrett, thanks again for a few minutes of your time. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, you bet. Um, so let's talk. It starts at at noon today, and um, if if you're not a member, it's okay. And if you if you can, you know, go online. And, and you can book a workout with, with a time that's open. But every six minutes, they'll start another workout. And it's a 30-minute workout that, again, I, I just lose every I, – I forget about work. I forget about everything for a while. And for those 30 minutes, just get a great workout in. And, Garrett, being, being from Owatosa and being a new owner at Nine Round, you know, you came up to me earlier in the week and said, hey, we're doing this fundraiser for this family that – that we just been praying for and, and hoping that we can just, you know, help a little bit financially. And and we, we had a chance uh, earlier to talk to Patrick Murray and talk about Tracy, this family that's really struggling a little bit, trying to get this young man back to where he needs to be. And, and uh, talk a little bit about what you guys are doing at Nine Round today from 12 to 3. Yeah, thanks for the time to, you know, to air this out there. I mean, yeah, the Murray family is, uh, you know, everybody's been reading about him and hearing about him and, uh, my daughter, Hope, initially told me uh, the story uh, because she and Davey have a mutual friend uh, or friends. Um, and so when I heard the story, I, you know, I looked it up. I started reading about it. Um, and every, everything, you know, talked about just how ma- amazing the family is and how they're rallying and, uh, you know, how this kid is fighting. Um, and I thought, you know, what our gym exists to provide a service, you know, for to help our community. Um, that maybe we can do more than just give away some money and maybe we can, you know, actually invite people in and hopefully draw more people to the cause to donate uh, to help support that family. I can't imagine what their medical bills must be amounting to. No, me neither. And and I, I can tell you that, um, and I told you this earlier uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, but had a chance to talk with, with Tracy and Patrick and, you know they they are they are holding hands together and 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 staying strong for each other and and he I'd gotten a text after we had Patrick on and and he said hey Tracy just sent me a text that said Davy smiled you know when we when he heard us talking about him and and that's a good sign and and we are doing you know whatever we we can do I I told Patrick look you want me to drop a pizza off at Children's Hospital I'm five minutes away just you know give me a call and I'll you know I promise not to eat too many of the pieces on the way over because I don't want Garrett mad at me when I'm gaining all this weight so You'll you know um Garrett thank you so much for for doing this and and it just shows me the kind of man that you are and and the new owner at Nine Round in Wauwatosa and and you took over at a really rough time obviously. You know, but but it, it has not stopped you from understanding the importance of what that nine round in, in Wauwatosa can be for people. And and thank you for that. If you get a chance, hey, coaches and, and people listening, if you get a chance to stop at the nine round in Wauwatosa anytime from 12 to 3 today, if you want to just stop in, introduce yourself to Garrett, come in and donate some money. Um, if you want to get a workout in, you know, go go online and, and see what what times are open. And if you've never done the workout at nine round, go in there and work out. And I told Garrett he's got to tell everybody that I work out way harder than whatever you're doing. It's a complete lie, but that's okay. Um, but t- but start start slow, 
Start slow. Don't don't come out of the blocks like what? It's 30 minutes. I can get this done really easy. Start slow. Get through it. And more important, find out about Davy Murray. Find out about the the struggles in the Murray family right now in Wauwatosa. And let's even if it's just a small amount, let's help them out as much as possible. Uh, yeah, Garrett, all the thanks a lot. Today, Mike, are fights for Davy. There are fights in solidarity for that Murray family. So yeah, you know, any any drops of sweat, any any donations that people send to that GoFundMe. Um, it's just continuing to support this Wauwatosa family. And, and, you know, we're all struggling in this particular time. But now, you know, add those medical expenses, add this tragedy to a family. And, you know, uh, you know, we need to help. Hey, Co- hey Coach Swiddle, so you know he is a, a football player. He's a basketball player. And when I asked his mom, you know, what's his favorite sport, they started laughing and said it depends what the season is. He thinks go. it's football. And then basketball comes in, and he thinks it's basketball. And I'm looking at a picture of this young man. He's a handsome young young man, a good student athlete. And uh, whatever we can do to help this family get through this tragedy, we definitely are going to do. Well, I'm a retired school, Wauwatosa School District uh, educator. I uh, worked in the district for 29 years. I uh, found out through my Whitman friends when this, uh, when this happened. So um, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, that's awesome, Garrett. I will uh, I will talk to you later. I really appreciate your willingness to put this on and your willingness to to come on the show and and talk about it. And I just really appreciate you and your staff. I, I really like the staff at Nine Round. They've done great work uh, for and with me. And I just uh, I thank you so much for everything you do. Absolutely, and thanks for letting me sneak on here, guys. You bet. He is Garrett Stangle, the owner of Nine Round, between twelve and three today. We are uh, raising money for this Murray family. If you have not heard about it, just Google. Google Davy Murray in Tosa, and it will break your heart what, what's happened to this young man. And if we can uh, just be a small part of helping this family get through it, let's go ahead and do that. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Terry Kelly, who is, uh, I'm not going to tell him this in person, but he's got a heart of gold. And if he has not heard about what's happened to this family in Wauwatosa, He's heard about it now, and he's online looking at it, and he, he's the kind of guy that'll drive over to Nine Round and Tosin and, and hand off a check or get involved some way. We're going to talk to him about the Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week schedule on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.